Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. It has been a while since we've done one of these, but to do a Western Conference preview and talk about what's been going on over the last uh, months, couple months really, um, we uh, have PJ, the great co-host of mine, and then also we've got a friend of the pod, Will Ducey, with us today. What's going on, fellas? Hey, dude. Thanks. Uh, hey, everyone. This is Deus. Uh, thanks for having me on, boys. Ultra. We can't pull any pod muscles. I've been in on a boat with LeBron, the banana boat crew, just filming Space Jam 2. Uh, that's why we haven't recorded. Have we gotten a release date on that yet? Do we have any mm. idea when that's even coming out? Uh, I think it will be probably what's... When's the finals next year? So I mean, I'm sure he'll wanna he'll wanna just ride that out. Maybe it'll be the day free agency starts next season. You think it's like May and we'll see the first trailer for it? It's coming out after the playoffs for sure. No, it'll be like a July July date. <laughs> I, think I don't think there's a release. I could guess. I'm ready for I'm ready for the think piece after uh, the Lakers drama about. A little too much Hollywood, not enough practicing basketball. <laughs> hey, yeah, that thing piece is going to happen after the first week of the season. He's got a he's got a full court built on set for him to use, I guess. So no excuses. Although is is it a little concerning that we're seeing Anthony Davis working out with Drew Holiday more than he is with LeBron? That's a little odd to me. He's literally just like with Jaleel Okafor and Drew Holiday constantly and he requested to get traded from them it doesn't make any sense i mean you know sometimes when you end a relationship like you're not completely over the other person you know sometimes there's that casual like post breakup hookup i I think this just adds to the theory that uh, ad never really wanted to leave new orleans it's (laughs) actually just clutch controlling his brain Um, he's a hostage so yeah blink twice if you can hear us ad no, just be the one eyebrow that oh. you move. <laughs> okay, good point. Uh, or he wanted to orchestrate his way out so they would have better odds the lottery, get Zion, and then he would just come back. Anthony Davis is the Manchurian candidate to the Lakers. Just to, <laughs> just completely wipe him off the face of the earth by trading everyone to he's Pelicans, gonna... and then he signs back there. He's going to strong-arm the Lakers and stop playing basketball to get back to his favorite city of New Orleans a week before the deadline. Hey, you heard it here first. We'll see. (laughs) Um, Well, (laughs) let's – this is not how I – when we were going to talk about FIBA and how that ended, I didn't think I was going to be saying the U.S. finished in, I believe, seventh place. Um, mm. And if you would have asked me if U.S. if you told me USA and Serbia played one another, I would certainly think it's in the championship game or at least the semifinal. That was not the case. That was for I think for to for fifth place. And um, yeah, FIBA, Spain took it, beat Argentina in the final. Um, USA lost to. Um, who was the first to go? France and then Shit. Serbia. Which, you know, it's it's unfortunate that we didn't record in the last couple months because I had this exactly going down this exact way was that they were going to finish seventh. 
Um, I thought it would be Serbia to knock him out first, but you know they just got him in the seventh place game. Well, I know Deuce thought that Serbia was going to knock him out. Or at yeah, least I mean, was hoping for it. Yeah, I mean, I thought Serbia was going to win the tournament, obviously. I'm a Serbian fan. I don't really recognize the USA team led by Donovan Mitchell in the least in the least bit. Um, no, it's the Boston Celtics and Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Celtics plus Mitchell. The team just wasn't very good, guys. I mean, I think like they definitely were the most talented in, in the tournament. When you look top to bottom, they have 12, you know, probably above average rotation players. But like at the end of the day, the team just didn't fit together. It just didn't work, you know? They had a lot of heart, though. <laughs> the USA basketball team that was formed was basically the you've been out all night, all the eligible candidates went away, and like this is what's left at bar close. <laughs> I mean, it was bad, uh, no question. I still thought, I mean, they had more NBA talent than any other roster in this tournament by far. I mean, but most, I mean, have you seen Brazil's roster? I mean, they've got the most combined NBA experience. <laughs> Leandro Barbosa, 20 years. <laughs> I was going to say that Luis Scola by himself actually does. Yeah. So yeah, it has Luis more Scola NBA experience. Was, Luis Scola like had an amazing tournament. Every every box score I saw after an Argentina game, it was like twenty five and ten. Yeah, but so if you add up the combined NBA seasons though of the USA team versus a lot of these other FIBA teams, they they did fall short. It just was that a lot of those years were stacked up by like only three guys on the other teams. That's fair. Uh, Deuce, did you have a chance to watch Jokic much? I just saw highlights, but yeah, I was. I thought we'd at least see one triple double out of him. I was a little surprised. That Deuce, you got that ESPN Plus money? So, uh, <laughs> Tori, my girlfriend, was pretty upset that I woke up at seven a.m. to watch Serbia games uh, um, on the tablet. Just a little streaming activity, but yeah, Jokic actually came off the bench and played the four, so I can't say the Serbian coach was using him very well. Um, but boy, dude, Boyan Bogdanovic on the Kings or Bogdan Bogdanovic, he absolutely one. yeah, you know, one of the it's two. Bogdan. There's like a couple couple letters mixed in here. There, he was incredible. But yeah, Jokic didn't really assert himself. He he uh, he had a good tournament, but. Um, he he's not the guy to kind of you know four shots up even though he should have been doing that if they wanted to win yeah i didn't watch any of it i only followed it on twitter yeah i didn't i didn't shell out the espn plus money i'm waiting until disney plus comes out to have espn plus (laughs) it's it's interesting because it's so different like it really is a team-oriented game which is just why the U.S. didn't really fit together as a team, and you know Serbia was pretty fun to watch because they moved the ball so well. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like a different sport, dude. There was there was one game that ended with a blocked uh, free throw attempt or whatever. I don't know if you guys saw that. I want that rule to be in the NBA <laughs> so badly because it would like actually make centers like valuable for just that silver. If the center gets phased out of every other asset. Like, Boban could be arguably a max player just because of that skill set he could do of just swatting that ball and not having to jump. It's, yeah, 
it's like the idea of like having a really fat goalie in hockey. Like yeah. it sounds like incredible, but like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If no. Have you seen that Geico <laughs> commercial with the walrus man? I mean, that dude never got scored on, not exactly. once. Exactly. Uh, I did always think that if you just got a super fat guy, it's like, all right, that's you're just gold proof. Like they don't have to move. It, it makes so much sense. It really does. Uh, the Mighty Ducks did need, uh, and you know, Mighty Ducks too. Of course, they couldn't just stick to Goldberg though. They did have to bring in Cat. That's, that's true. So yeah, have yeah have yeah be able to switch it up though on that every given moment. Guys, the only important takeaway from FIBA is Juancho Hernan Gomez, uh, Spain national champ. Just very proud of him. My favorite, my favorite son besides Jokic. So. Are you worried he's uh, a free agency after the season, right? Yeah, big year for him. Um, the yeah, Bulls will give we'll him see. four years, $40 million. He, dude, he would be worth it. <laughs> you're, ta- you're talking to the biggest Wancho stan on, on the planet. Ten, ten a year is not enough. <laughs> Let me tell you, if there's something... I know we're focusing on the, the Western Conference, but I did come to the realization I'm, I'm about two weeks left, less than two weeks of, of no Jim Boylan in my life. And it upset me. I want more time. I don't. I want basketball back, but I do not want Jim Boylan back in my life. And also, the Bulls have a thousand stretch fours now. So, oh, Wancho, Wancho would just you know he could join the party. Uh, PJ uh, Sadoransky had a strong tournament, by the way. He did. That did follow that part, and that was via Twitter stat lines, like everything. Like even yeah. I, I love like I think Deuce, your love of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your love of Jokic and my love of Giannis are kind of two parallel loves that have grown at similar rates and time and with veracity. Uh, I didn't show up to watch Giannis play any ESPN Plus games. I did bet on Greece plus eight <laughs> against the USA because I was that just like blindly like, oh, yeah, they got this. USA barely – it was whoever they played the game before and like had to go into overtime and barely beat because – that team choked oh, yeah. and missed four free throws. Turkey, yeah. Turkey. Yeah. Shouts to Lusova. Um <laughs> So I just blindly bet that without having watched a single, I don't know who else is on Greece, besides Giannis, his two brothers, and I think Papi Anidanovich, <laughs> or what, what's that old king guy's name? Papianis. I just butchered that. Papi Giannis. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I think that's the four. Papi Giannis. <laughs> that's good. Popovich, it, if I just, <laughs> it was it was Greg Popovich <laughs> and Boydan Donovich. That's the third Boydanovich. Popovich. The, the Kings are going to draft that guy. Yeah, that guy next year. They're trade okay. up for him. Let's move on from FIBA. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, sir, because we have to look forward to the, the Olympics, and you know, the 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 you know the dawn is darkest before the the night is darkest before the dawn. But Captain America, Steph Curry is going to come save USA basketball, yeah, guys. I'm curious to see if he can get some crum- camaraderie going and get some other guys to join him. Because I mean, Steph alone would yeah. would certainly help. Um, you know, when you're relying really heavily on Donovan Mitchell and Kemba Walker to to be your primary scorers and initiators in an offensive. Probably would help to have you know the best shooter ever to be on the roster, but whoever, mm-hmm. all I gotta say is whoever advised Steph to make that announcement today or when you know when he did is 
they they're not getting paid enough. It was brilliant. Even if Steph doesn't actually play, he's just gonna get all the bump for being like the first of the superstars to say he's committed. Was not considering playing in this thing at all, but he was brave enough to step up and say, "I'll play uh, in the Olympics in 2020." I, uh, I I think Steph obviously is the type of dude to take that step. I my take on this FIBA and like obviously FIBA doesn't matter, but like. I feel like it should be Anthony Davis's time to step up and be that dude. And obviously, I guess he played a little too much basketball this past year. Um, so maybe next summer is the year of AD. We'll see. I don't know if I want. I mean, yeah. I mean, AD would be great. He. I feel like everyone. <laughs> it should almost be just like they should turn it, change it to be like, if you make X amount of All Star teams, like you just get put in this pool, and it's just like years of service. So like. You just have to win one gold medal, and then you you're you've hit your obligation, and we just kind of cycle through them that way. Because <laughs> well, it's I, like, because like I mean, like I didn't realize Steph had not played. I mean, Steph has not played in a. I mean, I realized it, but I was like kind of one of those jarring things of just being like, oh yeah, Steph hasn't played in Olympics yet. I just think AD is like the age where it's like he's the next American superstar. He should it's be like in his prime, so it's like Steph's a little bit. You know, a little bit yeah. over the hill. Yeah, no, Steph should have been playing with, like, KD and yeah. those guys. I mean, for a couple of years, and, like, Paul George, but his ankles hurt. I think, and I, well, Steph I think has played him. for the U.S. before. Maybe not in the Olympics, but, like, at, maybe at a FIBA World Cup. Not Yeah, not in the Olympics, okay. though, but yeah. he's, because uh, I think of his ankles, and, I mean, I, I could see him having, even if he has a, a con- not convenient, but just ends up, you know, being hurt before and can't ask his back out. Doesn't matter. He he was the first to say he was going to play. So there you go. Yeah, you know, good for him. So yeah, Steph Curry has saved uh, saved USA basketball. He's you know he, he can no longer has a super team in Golden State, so he has to form one in the USA international scene. Okay, so <laughs> speaking of saving things. <laughs> Michael Jordan is going to, and Jeannie Buss are going to save the tequila in America by charging everyone seventy dollars. Um, so I did not know this until you had you had made this aware to both Deuce and I. I think Deuce, you had heard about this already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deuce has a Twitter account. Where also. The, like, where did this come from? No, I have no idea. I just literally saw it, and it was yeah. just like. We got this is an interesting group of of NBA Paul owners. And Brian Cranston come out with their own mezcal. We've got these guys coming out tequila. We got yeah. um, Jerry Farrar was not consulted. It was <laughs> yeah. It's like who who thinks you know? Yeah, let's go buy tequila from four NBA owners. It's like yeah. that's that's the demographic we want to be buying our liquor from. Yeah, I wonder why if Cubes like if Cubes is ever in negotiations here, and Cubes backed out, and that's why Jerry Farrar is not involved. Um, but basically, you say celebrity ownership and tequila. I'm wondering where's so Turtle. Something's not adding, up, not adding up to me here, though. So this is definitely What's higher that? end tequila. Yeah, seventy bucks. Is it? Bucks. I mean, it's more expensive than Patron, but. Mm. $130 I mean, Anejo, and I don't even know what that means. But extra Anejo is extra Careful. Anejo 
1600. Careful. Yeah, 1600 could heal. Just a nice night on the town, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you <laughs> an extra Aneo, just I want to know regular Aneos. Add them together. <laughs> I want to know if any of these... Here's the question. Do any of these bottles, can you pour the shot in the cap and just take it like that? Because otherwise I'm not really interested. <laughs> I need Christopher to, to tell us about it. Are, are older Celtics and Lakers fans upset that it's the Lakers owner and the Celtics owner involved? Like, are we mm, not that's rivals? True. Uh, that's true. Is this generation soft? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny that uh, three of the four teams on here, or three of the four teams involved in this ownership group have a chance at the title, and none of them are owned by Michael Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) He's got his, um, not shockingly, Jordan is focused on the... the Well, he was just like, all right, we, you know, we... There are, my team is going to be terrible next season. We have no cap space. I got to pay Nicholas Batum $30 million over the next two years. Like We might as well get drunk while we're at it. So here we are. I wonder if we're going to see ads for this like immediately or how soon they're going to roll those out on to the NBA. Uh, like That first Turner, TNT, Thursday night, are we going to get some of this, uh, what's it, Sincoro tequila? I don't know if how you say that. I'm not going to buy it. I almost bought Aisha Curry's uh, pots and pans set, but I'm not going to buy this. <laughs> PJ, you should you should buy a bottle uh, when the Bucks make the finals. Ooh. Ooh. Then I would. <laughs> You're going to get some nice margaritas. I'm going to get extra Anejo. <laughs> I'll hope you do that. Um, bet, on, bet on the Bucks now. Yeah, yeah. Whatever I win off the Bucks, making winning the NBA f- title will clearly just pay for the Anaheim. So while we're on the topic of some Lager shit, um, yeah, D Wade not coming out of retirement, but still like kind of teasing, hinting at some LeBron <laughs> Lakers involvement. D Wade, D Wade in retirement, but, but wanting, wanting to stay to relevant. Work out Jesus story. And at the Lakers facility, just very, it just it does seem like it could happen. I think it doesn't happen at all. I mean, forty-year-old Dwayne Wade would be like the second best guard on the roster. So <laughs> <laughs> he was good last year. Uh, I thought he was. Yeah. Fine. I mean, he made some. He made a lot. I think of, he made for second unit yeah. guy. I think he has to give back all his gifts. No, you go get Lance Stevenson, who's putting up thirty in China right now. Yeah, the thirty and eight did not look great on that. Something. <laughs> it was back. He's back to being the eighth grader. Like dunking on, um, hitting long threes on very small individuals, and just like playing the air guitar afterwards. And I'm just like, dude, the you're this is not even fair. You're like killing these guys, and you're just. Yeah, and honestly, he almost got in a fight at some point in that game, too. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, ready? <laughs> Puppers. Everything okay over there? Uh, he, uh, he, he'll, he'll be back soon. Um, he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll be back soon. Yeah, I... Uh, 
I, I guess I tend to agree with PJ. I guess I, I could if D Wade was the Laker next season, it wouldn't surprise me. But I, I don't think he's necessarily going to come out of retirement. Do they? Yeah, I, I, I can't see it. No. I can't see it. I mean, that would that would be in line with the Lakers' uh, order. Did of you watch any but, of the big three? Um, I did not. Just the uh, Joe Johnson highlights. <laughs> So it didn't. It didn't um, seem new, fair. Newly signed piston Joe Johnson. No, it did not. Like he's just out here drilling four pointers to win games, like regularly. I mean, I think That's he amazing. did hit game winning four pointers at least twice. Yeah, I think I saw two. And his team and I, they but, won the championship. I'm like ninety nine percent sure on that. And then he immediately gets signed yeah, with the Pistons. Yeah. Is he still? Can he still play? So obviously he's signed with the Pistons. Is he still good? I mean, is he I gonna like, yeah. Is he gonna like play minutes? Uh, I don't know if he's big. Big three MVP. Um, <laughs> he had I think every but every game he played in the big three except for like two yeah. were all game winners. Yeah, we were so just, yeah we were just saying no! he had at least two four pointers for the, for the win. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, all right, we're still dealing with the effects of the latest Amazon package delivery ever. Stop, stop Amazon. Who delivers an, I've never got it. At night, PJ. Yeah. <laughs> at 9 p.m. That's on you. <laughs> I've never got a package. I, oh, I need a cell phone charger. Let me one hour of this to my house. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was exactly that transaction that went down. I was like. I have not a single charger, a phone charger in my entire apartment in 2019. Um, no, I bet Joe Johnson plays. Um, nah, he'd probably actually play. I mean, I, I mean, who else on the? Uh, I talking about teams that don't have guards. I yeah. got Derrick Rose and Joe Johnson gonna lead, lead the Pistons with Blake yeah. Griffin to uh, yeah, the promised land. How weird it I mean, Joe. To see those two playing. The team would have been sick in 2011. <laughs> Joe Johnson may play. He may not play. Uh, either way, I'm definitely not watching the Pistons. So I will have, I will have no idea. Here's why. I always watch <laughs> way too much Pistons and Hornets basketball because I'll get off work. Because it's, it's on at five. five. Yep, I'll get home. Six, See, I'm always heat in Hornets. I, the Hornets are out of the rotation now, though. That's the issue. The biggest loss of Kemba from from Charlotte. I was upset that he left Charlotte only because I was like, what am I going to do at 6 o'clock when I get home? Can't watch the Hornets anymore. Um, so let's run through the rest of these quick. Uh, did you do the uh, – what else did I miss while I was uh, Mostly receiving? just Joe – we moved to Joe Johnson. But, uh, ah, you know, perfect. Dwight did come out. You know, he's another Laker on the Lakers topic. Um, he's back. He's back. He's channeling his inner Thanos next season, you know, trying to put his emotions aside for the, the greater good. Um, I personally don't see him on the roster by the end of the year. What do you two think? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say, like, in a snap, he, he could be off the team, but um, – <laughs> No, I think he'll. I mean, what else are they? What else are they gonna do? Like, they just need bodies in some ways. 
Maybe if there's a buyout market and there's someone that's better, but... Um, Dude, I watched... I thought Joe Kim Noah wasn't that bad last year. I mean, obviously, obviously it's rough options either way, but it's like there's just no reason to bring Dwight on the team. Zero reason. Uh, you're already the Lakers. You're already a shit, shit show. Like... But it's just so in line with how they how they move, so it's not surprising. Uh, I just he's just not good anymore. And then he he's Dwight. So I mean, I would put I, I mean, what team's Tyson Chandler on? Is he gonna come back? He, oh, he's back on the Suns. He can go back there. Uh, he might be a free agent. I don't know. Cause he's net. He's in the next call. He'll come back. No, he could easily yeah. come back. I'm trying to think what other big three centers were. Uh... No, no, no. Tyson Chandler uh, <laughs> slipped by the cracks. For anyone that doesn't know, uh, is on the Houston Rockets. Oh, that's mm, that's right. Low key. I forgot that. Actually, but, um, I forgot that happened. Uh, NBA is yeah. no longer allowing the ninja-style headwear going next season. PJ, I'm sure you're devastated. Whoa. You, you're just going to glean over the fact that Dwight Howard went from being Superman to now yeah. being Thanos. <laughs> nah. I think that's a bigger story than we're, we're well, giving PJ, it credit for, know, sir. I, I just want to try to get to the actual Western Conference preview here, my guy. It's kind of a preview. A preview of what's to come. The Ender of Worlds, Dwight Howard. Yep, exactly. I've got Watch that. Dwight have a 2020 game, guys. Then how will we feel about how Dude, much time we gave to him right now in September? Um, I feel completely fine with the Thanks. lack of time towards towards Dwight. Okay, fine. Yeah, Onto the ninja head, headbands. Yeah. Me? No, this was this was a just. I, I I kudos to whoever thought up the idea that this is a player safety thing I and just, that they need to get rid of him for that. I didn't mind it. I thought they were corny and dumb. I did not mind Ultra, it. you didn't I, mind if, it? If we were seen oh, as by every guy, would I probably been annoyed? But you would have if they did not so, stop it this year. I actually, I miss, I misunderstood you. Uh, I loved him. Oh. I thought, I thought you meant I didn't mind them being outlawed. PJ, I, I disagree. No, with you. no, I thank you, sir. I think they are awesome. No. And here's the here's the rule. I, I think Drew Holiday looked good with it. I thought um, West Matthews. It was Drew Holiday, and there was someone else who I'm blanking on now. Jimmy. No, no. Once Jimmy <laughs> Butler did it, I was officially done with it because it got too corny and mange. It just like it hit Fox a. Looks cool no, 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 no. But it is. <laughs> like I was oh, very so in cool. favor of him having it. Oh, De'Aaron Fox, they, I was pro they, De'Aaron you Fox. You should have yeah. to apply yeah. to use it. You should have to apply to Adam Silver, and he approves sure. it or declines, sure. and you can wear it but, if he approves it. Yeah. Like, but here's the thing. The first, like, five, six guys, fine, but it just turned into, like, every single guy was swapping out their headband, headband for this. And, like, I think it's one thing if you you had, like, grown out hair and like with it I think it kind of worked but like LeBron shouldn't be wearing it like LeBron was going to break it out this season if he could have so I'm glad they stopped him from doing that <laughs> Jimmy though once Jimmy Butler did I said this has just gotten too that's when it officially became corny to me 
I think they're awesome. I think Drew Holiday definitely was the best one, so I agree. He could be grandfathered in. He, I'm fine with that. Like he can, he was probably the, he was probably the first guy that was wearing it, so I'm okay with that. But it got uh, ridiculous. R.I.P. Um, oh, rip. We'll have to find the new fad. So last last Lakers thing. Before Sad. We actually, Sad. We'll talk about the Lakers when it comes to next season. But uh, Kobe definitely threw some shade at. Hmm. A twelve-year-old girl on his daughter's twelve-year-old girls, um, and tried to tried to cover it up afterwards. <laughs> Subtweeting twelve-year-olds, um, which was the whole thing was so on brand for Kobe. Um, no, yeah, it was great. That it was so funny. So <laughs> so funny. That's what I I think he was like genuinely coming for like. The whole thing was funny because the way the caption read, he, like, threw an LOL at the beginning, like, kind of, like, setting the stage, like, okay, this isn't that serious, it's a joke. And then, like, he just let his inner voice take over the second half of it with his, like, <laughs> her priorities were elsewhere. And it's just like, dude, you're so mad. Like, you're so serious. I honestly, <laughs> but I don't know if Kobe is actually mad. I just think he's so far from being, like, a normal human being and just, like, he's he's still too close to being, like, in it. That he's still a sociopath and like hasn't figured out the way to like kind of soften that to a certain point. And I think everyone that's reading it is reading it like Kobe's like everyone's reading that entire thing being like, all right, when's Kobe gonna be a dick? When's he gonna be a dick? Oh, there it is. And like I think if like LeBron James wrote it, people would be like, Oh, look, LeBron's like supporting people and saying, you know. It's not just about basketball, you know. The arts are important too, and like it's so great of LeBron, which of course it would have been so great if LeBron said that. But I think just because Kobe is Kobe, and like we just know what this dude's about, and like so obviously that's how we all read it, and probably ninety percent, you know, it's probably exactly how the tone of his voice was. But you know, let's, uh, <laughs> you know, I think he was trying, guys. It was his first draft. Probably not his best work. Probably should have had someone else read it over, you know, edit it, send out the screenplay, and then just give Kobe the Oscar at the end. <laughs> I have nothing to add. Well said. Well said. <laughs> yeah, so you nailed it. Uh, and lastly, before we dive into things in the Western Conference, the Magic exercised their option on Markel Fultz. Either, either of you surprised? Oh, I thought you were talking about Magic Johnson. Um... How are they going to sign some more stretch fours that are liabilities as shooters? Where's the money going to come from? I, the, see, the the best part about the Magic is that the Magic have almost as many stretch fours. I, I made that joke about the Bulls. Yeah, the Magic have literally only stretch fours, and just none of them can play together but or on the court at the same they're time. They're like stretch fours without the shooting. Yes. Yeah, they're... <laughs> They're like the molds of stretch fours that just none of them so have that figured being it out. Serious yeah. roster flaw that I agree with both of you on. I'm still like I want Markel. Well, to, would you? I want him to be good. I want this to work. Oh, so, and I'm happy that yeah. the guy's gonna get. He's gonna some have cash, regardless of what ends up happening going forward. And I think it well, makes sense for the Magic too. Well, I mean. Yeah, it's him. Or it's uh, it's you go off the pedigree of a former number one overall pick uh, who's had probably the weirdest uh, issues as far as development has ever gone in the history of basketball. Um, or you go with DJ Augustine. So 
Yeah, I mean, go go for it, guys. I mean, you Dude, figure it out. I've got a I've got a boomer take here. Uh, Ooh. Markel Fultz sitting courtside at Summer League this summer like he's an NBA player. It's like, dude. Oh. Uh, he should like, not. That's pretty you, good. What are you doing here? Like, you don't get a sit, you don't get a sit courtside at Summer League, bro. Like, no. You, you should, should be, be out in, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm good on Markel Fultz, bro. Could not. Only- I'm, I'm like I'm out on Markel Fultz content. That is a great point. I didn't think about that. That is pretty... Yeah. Like, a lack dude, of self-awareness. Yeah, he's wearing, like, chains on the side of a summer league game. It's like, bro, you aren't as good as any, like, most of these guys. So just... Yeah. It's, Markel. I was like, this is so embarrassing. Markel, by all context of basketball, we would need you out there um, <laughs> to be working on your game, but because we don't want... We're also then also protecting you from not being out there so we're not going to put you out there but you just should not be out just there even yeah, as a just fan go, yeah. just go just leave don't show your Although that, until you're that's, on the court that's kind of similar to the it's almost the equivalent to uh, when it was the Cavs Warrior Series when Andrew Bynum was just like hanging out in the Cavs oh uh, stands like he was watching the finals game in the stands yeah it's kind of like that move, like, oh, Andrew Bynum. You know, like most people with your your age, talent, everything, they'd be out on that court, but you're in here and hanging out, hanging out with your your blonde hair, your dyed blonde hair. All right, let's talk about the Western All Conference. Right. What we think, we're, what's going to happen this let's talk season? Yes, let's talk Enough. some basketball because we haven't so talked about let's the Lakers get that out enough. Of the way yet. First thing. Because the uh, huge storyline, and I believe they play each other the opening night of the season, Lakers and Clippers definitely going to be, in many ways, the focal point of the Western Conference and just, like, duos in general in the West. Um, Ultra, may I be the first to say it? The Stable Center is going to be the place to be this year, folks. <laughs> it's it's going to be a big deal. I uh, I... <laughs> I there I feel like there are a lot of question marks around like the Lakers roster is a bit of a shit show outside of uh, AD and LeBron Clippers deeper but Paul George coming off injury Kawhi having a deep postseason run winning the championship can he do it two years in a row out of Ultra that I I really think it's been overlooked that Paul George just had two shoulder surgeries and is going to miss mm-hmm. up to like two months. Well, I mean, and that's, that's why I like the Clippers mm-hmm. under Lakers better betting wise for sure. But I don't mm. know how important it is. Like I still feel like they're going to be approaching fifty wins, going to make the playoffs, and if those two are healthy going to the playoffs, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think the real question is which team's ceiling yeah. is higher at this point. In everyone's career, right? The Lakers. I've, it's tough to say. I think, I think uh, the Clippers definitely have a higher floor. I think the Lakers' floor is probably lower than you would expect with a team with two top ten players. Um, ceiling Boom. is tough to say without seeing the Lakers. You know. I, I think the. I mean, I think the Lakers have them. Granted, yes, like, 
Kawhi, Paul George, but I think those are just those are known commodities at this point as far as like what we know they'll be, and that's not like a slight. That's very good, but if in the framework of most potential, like where that thing could be, I mean, if Anthony Davis plays like an is the MVP is playing like an MVP, that team's better. I mean, with LeBron on that team, uh, I mean that's potential. You have two top five guys there. Versus the top Kawhi being in the top five and, and Paul George kind of that second tier. Um, Grant, yeah, the role player, everything around it is better. But if Anthony Davis is kind of if this is sort of his his season of of everything that was wrong with the Pelicans, you know, whether injuries, whatever. I mean, if he can stay healthy and put together a full full campaign, it's like that's. There's a lot that could go right with that team. Yeah, I no, I I think their ceiling is higher. I mean, I think Anthony Davis is one of those guys where he may not be a table setter. He may not be a guy that can carry a team um, like other superstars can. But like, yeah. I think as like a as like your your second star, um, essentially, you know, maybe the most talented second star in NBA history or one of the most. Um, he's going to be unlocked in a way he's never been uh with a playmaker like lebron so it it could be one of those seasons where we just see just insane production from anthony davis yeah Yeah. i i have concerns with that team over a regular season but when we're talking about a playoff series ad and lebron i mean that's that's just crazy for sure yeah i mean they'll have they'll have issues in as far as just given nights and i think you're They'll definitely have some funky, funky rotations and lineups out there uh, for for some games for sure. Yeah, I mean Kyle Kuzma is their third best player, right? Well, they're yeah, they're and then Danny, Danny Green probably their fourth best player. Like their that's not best good. Players, that's not good. Their three best players you know? are power forwards. Anthony Davis should be a center, but he's gonna be he's gonna play power forward. And LeBron, call him a point guard, call him what you want, but. He is he is going to defend. Call him the goats. Um, I mean, I think right. he's he? good. I mean, you you hide hide him on wherever the, he can hide chill him on the, worst the most. Player, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But when it comes to postseason, when he actually has to defend a little bit, I think power forward is where I w- he should go. I mean, there's dude. Here's the, totally agreed. Ultra. I think. I think like positions aren't a huge deal for them offensively. I think defensively is obviously, like you said, where it's a little more interesting, especially like Kuzma's a pure kind of like slow wing. Like he he seems like he's like, whereas Braun and AD can go up and down positions, I think Kuz is pretty much a straight four. Um, And doesn't seem like he's that malleable as like a lineup guy. Um, But like, dude, Danny Green is the shooter that you're relying on. Uh, I don't know, dude. Like, I mean, I just see. I don't know. They're they're guards. They're shooting. So Danny Green, oh, Casey, I've got Aiden, Bradley. Those are the guys that you're gonna be. That are gonna be playing some pretty heavy. That's who you're kicking it out to in the playoffs. Getting the ball from LeBron when he's not feeding AD. Those are gonna be the guys. Yep. And Dudley guys, hey Dudley's gonna probably be their their starting center by the end of it if if Dwight uh, 
This Dwight thing doesn't work my out. Boy, my boy Dudley has caught so many stray bullets just <laughs> for no reason. It's just like out of the blue, NBA players are just like, yo, Jared Dudley and not Mello. It's like, yo, leave my this. boy Jared Dudley alone. It has nothing to do with <laughs> Mello or anything. I, I have been a Dudley hater since 2004, and it's 100% personal reasons. He's really involved with like getting on podcasts Never. and shit. And I've, always, I've always thought he had an interesting take. He also had a moment in the playoffs last year against the Sixers where he was a he, like he he is not a bad guy to have on your roster in my opinion. Like that is a guy that he can hit some threes. Agreed. He's a good veteran to have on the team. I have no problem with Jared Dudley. But let's talk about the Clippers a little bit because I understand that there's definitely some skepticism towards the beginning of the season, but nonetheless they do have I don't know, top five guy uh, in Kawhi Leonard. And Paul George was third yes. MVP voting. No shade towards Deucey on that one last season. <laughs> Fraudulently third. Um, which is going to pack a serious <laughs> bunch. And, like, they still – they gave a, a shit ton in that deal, including some assets that would have helped that team today. But they still have – they still have some guys that can help them on that team like if you look at their roster it is definitely more complete than what you see with the lakers um yeah i guess if if you were so i guess a overarching question not to jump too far ahead but do either of you when it comes to western conference who's going to make the finals do you think it's going to be an la team and if so who do you think it's going to be hmm I so I'll just I think yeah I think if I look at the Western Conference I don't think either of these two teams are gonna be necessarily the top two seeds I do think these are the two title favorites um, I lean more towards the Clippers I forgot to mention uh, Frank Vogel is also another thing with the Lakers where it's like okay Frank Vogel's the coach Jason um, <laughs> is he like oh I guess <laughs> yeah is he like, like for now like Jason I mean. Kidd. To me, you I do not want like, Jason Kidd coaching this team. Um, you don't want that. I th- all the stuff you said about Itty being utilized, that all goes out the window if it's if Jay Kidd's calling the shots. <laughs> um, I think I think these two are the title faves. I think at the end of the day, LeBron at his at the peak of his powers plus AD can win a playoff any playoff series. Um, just those two going off, but I do like. Um, the Clippers team and organization just a lot more. So I see a much, much smoother year for them. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, for sure, they're the the favorites. Do I think it's a lock-in for those who know? I just, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of, I think just because of all of the, the fact that you had literally like 50% of the league change teams. Like, just the, the amount of time it's going to take a lot of these teams to adjust. And, I mean, we might not know till like, February what some of these teams actually are, like, structurally going to be like for the playoffs. Right. Um, I, I do think – I do think – sorry not to cut you off. No, you're good. Real quick, the, the, the one thing – the Clippers do kind of have an identity – They yeah. have continuity. I think, like, obviously mixing in the superstars is going to be interesting, but – like, they their culture exists. The Lakers don't really have a culture. So, I mean, I'm a big believer in that stuff. But, like, at the end of the day, that's regular season stuff. 
Um, yeah. Not necessarily. Well, we're going to talk about the Nuggets, you know, too. But that's why thing, but. I, I love the Nuggets to finish with the best record in the West, mostly because of the continuity. Um, yeah, you do. But for the Clippers, they bring in these two new superstars, but they're when you think of the guys that really performed well for them in the playoffs last year, um, obviously Shea Gilgis Alexander was a ple- like a, a pleasant surprise, and he's no longer there. But Lou Williams, Pat Bev, Montrezl Harrell, Shamit, those guys all played really well last year. They're all still there. So like I agree with you that they they have just a lot of pieces that are going to fit nicely outside of Paul George and Kawhi and they're well suited to give them good rest throughout the season I would think oh, too yeah. um, it's just a question of I think mm. is Kawhi's quad just going to be oh, a I'm... thing for the foreseeable future or is this offseason going to finally like nip that in the butt and is Paul George's shoulder going to be ready to go by the time he steps on the court Yeah. Do you so I think the one weakness that they might address during the season is like obviously the bigs on the Clippers, you've got Zubach and Harrell and Harrell six eight. So for a couple matchups like uh, you know, Anthony Davis can go crazy on that team. Uh Jokic, um, you know, Gobert, there's some tough matchups for them in the West. Uh but, like, yeah, dude, Clippers got to give them a ton of credit. Like, they ate salary on Mo Harkless for nothing, essentially. He was, like, win. a good yeah. player that can play minutes for him. Like, he's not great, but it's just, like, they're out they're out there playing chess, dude, whereas the Lakers are, you know, fumbling their way to fill out a roster. Like, they don't even know what they're doing. So it's just, like, yeah. I mean, I'm biased because I hate the Lakers, and, you know, I think the Clippers have just done well, a massive job. they have the rosters to make a big trade if they – if it's oh, – they're in a position, if there's a guy available – around the trade deadline at the all-star break they have the salaries to do it but like lou williams at eight million dollars a year is clear. yeah yeah mo harkless at 11 million dollars on an expiring robbery that that's great like those are all things that you can move yeah um yeah it's gonna be interesting to see i i mean i think if it, if it was more like looking at it as like a two-year sample of like all right favorite to win a title in like one of the next two years i think the clippers would have to be that team it would have to be the favorite in that regard i just i don't know if year one is necessarily just because of mentioned with the paul george injury i think there's a lot with that i mean it's it's just is a ready to go kind of team which i don't think we've really seen since all these the superstar uh, like teaming up and stuff. I mean, it's always been the kind of the Lakers model is that, whereas the Clippers are the really the first team to basically have everything surrounding it and just like, all right, we need to plug the two superstars we need in there. So I think as long as they do manage, you know, Paul George and Kawhi's health, and if they're ready to go in the playoffs, like, yeah, that's going to be difficult to go up against but there there are still the holes that you guys mentioned uh it's really just for me i wonder like in this first year is it just gonna be kind of like a situation with them where yeah it's all there but just 
we need to get everyone kind of on the same like clock almost if if that makes sense where and Paul George missing some time Kawhi's still I think coming off recovering from that finals run and then you just have all of these this core piece of these group of guys that almost is the the third tier of this where it's like who isn't ready for that those, those playoff games and there is something to be said like once they do get in the playoffs and go farther great everyone thought the Clippers story was cute and they were great last year and were, were into them but start getting like you know everyone if you look at the like the Rockets from a couple years ago I mean it was like they if they shoot better in a game seven you know they could have had it won a finals like if you just look back at that game seven against the Warriors and conceivably everyone stopped shooting being able to shoot like that stuff happens and I, that's just really the one thing with some of these guys where it's like it might take a full year for them to go through that together before then they're ready to go I really think that's mm-hmm. true is just because we saw Kawhi show up in Toronto last year and he won a championship yeah it'd be cool yeah but cool right but everyone I'm saying it's just basically everyone else which to your point is correct, Ultra and so, but like, uh, so a lot of those guys in Toronto had at least been to Eastern Conference Finals and just kept running up against what LeBron. Are you about? There's playoff P. It, this this is where it's like he's got playoff P now. And he's also <laughs> running in, up against LeBron and hasn't been able to beat him. So they're, I mean, they're they're that team, dude. But like, yeah, you're you're right, obviously, with um, trying to pull together quick, but. I mean, I think that's why the Clippers got to feel good about where they're at is because their team last year, the core of that team still together. Um, and they did go toe-to-toe with the Warriors in the playoffs, you know, had a good season. Yeah. So it's not completely made from scratch. Like, I'd say the Lakers are probably just as, you know, their season last year doesn't really count as anything. So Yeah, um, I mean, the, the t- but to do, like, kind of close this, but to your point, though, like the team-building approach that the Clippers have taken, like, I really think that that's going to be the more of the model or should be the model for a lot of these teams rather than being like, oh, let's just tank and then we'll clear calories, salary space and then we'll just like get superstars and, you know, kind of all, any assets we did acquire just meld it together, the the kind of LeBron James super team model. I just I don't see that going forward is going to work. I think that what the Clippers have done, though, where it's like we've – built a culture built and we have guys we like and the culture we want now we just need to find the superstars that fit that like that's doable mm-hmm. that's something that's a repeatable thing that other teams can if, also do if they also exist in los angeles ah yeah, i mean <laughs> <laughs> the city doesn't hurt yes yeah. i think the fact that you had two guys but you could have two guys if you're in like tell like there's nothing that the knicks could do to be like all right Structurally, like we could build the same kind of thing as the Clippers. It's just we you gotta know, find two guys that really want to play in New York. Yeah. Grant, a lot of that has to involve probably having a different owner there. But like, you could kind of do insert city A, B, you know, whatever. You could. I mean, that's half of why the Heat got formed though too is just the location. But I mean, I mean, it wasn't the only thing, but it helped. But. <laughs> I think that's like kind of what Pat Riley's trying to do in some ways. Or like again, is his last like swan song. He just decided to align himself with Jimmy Butler, which I don't know, man. You're not, anyway, you're not. You've got beef with Jimmy. 
I just I, I just know what he is and I'm fine with it and <laughs> I'll still make my digs at it. Uh, all in all in all, both the teams are gonna be interesting and I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna cruise through the West in the regular season, so No. Um well, so the West is crazy. Let's talk about the Rockets a little bit because I feel like that's a more polarizing opinion just because a lot of Russ hate the last two years stemming from or after his MVP season. Um, and now he's a Rocket playing with James Harden. And PJ, you and I talked about this in a podcast in July and I think both of us were, were pretty for this move for the Rockets. I still feel that way. Um, I think that they still am. I just think that their ceiling's higher with this with this team as opposed to having Chris Paul with it. Oh. I I actually have a different take. I'm completely for the move. I think their floor is a lot higher and their ceiling is actually yeah. not as high, but like the ceiling with Chris Paul didn't really matter because he couldn't stay healthy. So, like, it just, um, yeah. you, you know, lost realis- ceiling. realistically, the ceiling's probably higher. But, like, the floor as a regular season team is higher, and that's why the move made a lot of sense to me. I just, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's high. I, mean, I, I understood the logic and, like, the position they were in of we need to get rid of. We need to move Chris Paul. Like, what can we move him for? Like, Russ is about as good as a thing you can get and like no probably literally the only move yeah that could could well even that or yeah like i mean yeah like i mean i was like going back and like revisiting what the other potential trades were were kind of ridiculous but yeah like that was their best case scenario and if anything you're acquiring like that they're friends and like the the simple fact that maybe russ will be i don't believe this 100 percent, but the concept being that Russ, because he's friends with James Harden, will be a little cooler if they decide to end up going to you know the standard offense of James Harden dribbling and just you know holding the ball and, and scoring, um, which Chris Paul wasn't cool with. Like maybe Russ is okay with that, guys. Well, so the the optimism I would have if I was a Houston fan, and I have a bunch of Houston buddies down here. Um, it's just like Russ literally ran that organization. Um, like he didn't even oh, have to yeah. speak to the media. Didn't matter. So it's like that being in that situation, he was never going to change his ways. And so I think like if you're a Houston fan, you're just like, okay, he's coming to James' team. Um, let's see if he is more open to I don't know, maybe cutting well, once. That's a game the thing is we a couple times a game. We talked. About, <laughs> we have talked about this a lot since we've started this podcast. That in general, even when I was saying that. Harden was much more deserving of winning MVP outside of Russ, the year that Russ won it. Huge Russ fan, great to watch on a night-to-night basis, love the way he plays the game. He's a straight-up asshole when it comes to how he treats the media and really... I mean, I want to... I'm not trying to make this a... No, no, no. This is not a blanket statement, but... Not his teammates. the media, he he has been a total dick, and... Yeah, he's a dick to the media. the media does some really he's a great like, teammate though really stupid ass questions sometimes and prods at things that maybe they they shouldn't necessarily prod at but at the same time there's there are also perfectly fair questions and critical questions that 
are probably fair questions to ask towards Russ that he's just been kind of a dick about. And so I like, I'm hopeful that him being in a different situation at least was like, look, there's there are no yeah. excuses as to not being able to compete towards the championship. Um, you you know, he's been he's been in some pretty great situations since he's been in the league. Uh-huh. He's been with KD, he's been with Paul George, he's been with Russ, or he's been with uh, James Harden now. Like, um, at some point, you got to cash in on this. And I think that's a fair criticism of Russell Westbrook. <laughs> but it, it's, I, I just don't know if, like, we're really – so if the Rockets don't win the championship this year, like, that's an indictment on Russell West. Like, even if the Rockets don't win a championship at all with these two guys, like, I don't know if that's an indictment on Russ because this is kind of like a ad hoc, like, we're – this wasn't the ever Daryl Morey's plan. He's, like – He's recreating the plan and just like he's going for it every year, which you have to respect. But like, just the model he's following with some of this, like, if anything, you should just go back to I mentioned, yeah, a couple minutes ago. It's like the idea that they didn't make threes for a game seven. And if they had just done that, like, how much different all of this would be in the conversation around like this organization? Like, that alone was just like, that's all it took was like one game. A game seven, and and essentially that that this previous run like it's just a, it's a lot different if they they're able to hit threes in that game they get their championship that window was that game essentially it, it was open and closed on them in that moment and I just I, I mean granted there's parity and there's a lot more of that coming this time you're not going up against the Warriors directly but. Now you have to go with Kawhi and LeBron. I mean, the West is I don't just, I, way more even and just stacked. And I, I mean, yeah, they, yeah, they've got a good chance. But I was just gonna say, I mean, the Rockets don't need to win a championship because I mean they're not going to. I think it's more yeah. Like, if Russ, I mean, Russ needs to change. But it's Russ not needs Russ. To be a better player, and realistically, he's just not as good as people think, or. He's not as good as like the cloud that he carries himself with. So can he be, like, can he be a very good basketball player, but just isn't? I mean, he had the worst shooting season in NBA history last year. Like objectively, but he averaged a tri- he averaged a triple. Like that's not even though. analytics nerd. No, 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 like, no. I get that. He... <laughs> oh yeah, no. I'm just saying. Like, oh sorry, you're. <laughs> Got yeah, <laughs> but no, I mean, Russ, dude, Russ just needs to adjust his game, man, and I think this is a great my, opportunity for him. It's gonna oh, be yeah. interesting to see what happens. But even if if you adjust it, you do like, even if he does all that, it still doesn't like equate to like a championship. Then like, that's that's where I guess where I'm going to. Like, I think he could do that, or he doesn't do that, but really. Like, are we just seeing, like, oh, yeah, Russ is playing nice, and if he, like, if he makes those adjustments and does everything, we'll, 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 we'll say that's a success? Or is it really, like, oh, you got to play nice, Russ, and you got to win the championship? I, I think be, be competitive in the playoffs, you know? Like, Russ yeah. washed out. Obviously, different team, but, like, the last three years, they essentially got embarrassed. So, yeah. Him, let's him being the, the best. Do this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think the argument you could say or the statement you can make about Russ right now is like him being the best player probably doesn't lead you to winning a championship, but if he's the secondary player again, like 
does that give you a chance again? Because when you use secondary player with KD, I mean, like, once again, he too has a statement of being able to say, you know, if we just won one game seven against that Warriors team, how much different life could have been? I'm talking about the Rockets, but I'm, I'm also try, equating this more towards the, the legacy of Russell Westbrook and the legacy of James Harden. And at the end of the day, if we look at the next four seasons, both of those guys are on contract for the next three years with a player option in 2022. At the end of that year, they'll both be 34, 35 years old. And so by the end of that year, they're going to be out of their prime. And if you say James Harden or Russell Westbrook, you know, Westbrook more so than Harden, but Westbrook at the end of his career would have been on a team for almost every season but one with Kevin Durant, Paul George, and James Harden, and he never won a championship. Do I think that's an indictment on his legacy? Yeah, I do think it is. Because at the end of the day, you might have MVP, you might have won an MVP, you might have statistically done some pretty amazing things, but if you could never won a championship, even in an incredibly, incredibly uh, competitive Western Conference, like at some point you should be able to break through that if you are like one of the greatest. So that's what I'm getting at with him. But yeah, I mean, but I think you're gonna have that with a lot of guys in the West, and like. You know, in in five years from now, yeah, we're gonna be having the same conversation about Damian Lillard. <laughs> like, I don't view him in this. I mean, Russ is a polarizing guy. I get that. Like, it's just his game. Everything about Russ is a pretty polarizing just thing. There's no real like. I think I think the thing that happened with Russ is like his act was great when we were like, uh, like when it was new, and then when you realize he's just like kind of a dick. It wears like on you. Both on and off the court. It's kind of like, eh, eh, I'm good. Yeah, it's like but I, I was into it, and now I'm just not. But it's essentially like, I don't know, we can move on. It's like a lot of the rough stuff to me just feels like he's got like pretty much everything that you'd want. Like, in diff- like he's got basically like the fun explosiveness and like excitement that people fell in love with Iverson for. And he's got the, like, mean spirit kind of competitive of, like, Kobe or MJ. He just, just, but no, I'm just saying, but he just, yeah. I mean, if, yeah, if if Russell Westbrook was playing in the 90s, for sure, like, people would be wearing his throwback jerseys and, like, everyone would be saying, oh, could, yeah, you know, he just had gotten a chance to get past Michael. You know, he would have for sure, you know, won. He just is, like, the guy, he's just, like, in some ways, though, I look at it and it's like, and not in doubt, you can be a great basketball player and not have that. Like that, there's those players in the era. Like he could just be almost like a a Patrick, the Patrick Ewing of guards, you know, kind of a thing in this era. But it just feels like a lot of it's just like if he had the accolades of team accomplishments, like the, it just changes. And like I think, but I, in my opinion, you can apply that same like kind of broad stroke. Analysis on Harden, it just as much. much talent, though. Yeah, he yeah. has not played with as much talent as Russ has. He never had Harden. It... Are you listening to yourself? You Chris yeah, Paul and Dwight. Two different things. That's two very much so two different things. <laughs> he had KD for a year, uh, or you know they played with each other. He had KD. Years. They got to the finals for a year. 
when they were really young. Multiple years. To, the, to Miami. Yeah, I mean, I don't hold that against them necessarily, but the fact that, you know, the Thunder and how they, they handled those three is a completely different conversation. But they would be pretty crazy to look back on that season and think that the Thunder would have beat them. Yeah. Well, this this is a nice opportunity for a little Russ renaissance, guys. Because I, I mm-hmm. was a huge fan a couple of years ago, and I think this will be nice. You know, I can kind of try to forget uh, Russ fouling himself out of a playoff game trying to mm-hmm. D up Ricky Rubio. Because Ricky said something in a press conference. FIBA MVP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God dang it. FIBA, yeah, FIBA MVP Ricky. Yeah. But I think the the Houston Houston's definitely one of the teams where, that I'm excited to watch early. How in much usage James like, Harden's you know? going to get with when sharing with Russ is going to be. Bro, think about think, dude. Ru- or there was some any crazy stat about Harden not hitting like any catch and shoot threes last year. Like or, his percentage like, is going to be on, like, stupid on kickout passes from Russ. I'm assuming is, is very yeah. You call call what you a want Jokic about. shot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Pelicans quick. Sambor uh, shuffle. A very sexy team. Zion is going to be obviously the. The headliner, but they made some other moves this offseason. Um, Derek Favors, JJ Redick. Um, n- not currently projected to make the playoffs. They're the Dukes of the North, of the South. I think kind of an under the radar pick for some. What do you two think about them? But a. F- uh, under the. They're the they're the most favorited dark horse pick of any team. Everyone wants to sound like the they're being edgy by picking like them. It. I feel like I, if you yeah, I think I think the yeah, I think the favors and Reddick additions were like com- completely caught me off guard and are really quality. But I just very so many question marks. Just I see very definitely if everything clicks there's a chance they're competing but i just see very unlikely that they're in that conversation at the end of the year i think it's wild i just i can't get over the fact that there's like nba writers and ex- people who legitimately think they can make the playoffs in the west no like no young team like brandon ingram lonzo ball like huge question marks um zion i mean he's a rookie um Drew is a really underrated great player, but it's just like they're not going to have an identity. They got to figure out minutes. They got to like, figure out so much stuff. Like they, just a lot of stuff has to come together. Like if, if they made the playoffs, Zion should be rookie of the year and MVP. That there were too many yeah. mouths to feed. I feel like they are going to run into that problem a little bit. And maybe like I, I, like I mentioned the signings a minute ago. That could that could be a negative. Like they they like Brandon Ingram, Lonzo yeah. Ball. Those are two guys that want the ball in their hands. They're also Drew Holiday is going to want to mm. want to get the ball in his hands a lot. Yeah, I mean there are just a lot of things to factor in Ingram for them. I agree. Here. Don't I do not think they're going to make the playoffs. So I yeah. think they are like must watch league pass, great league pass team. Like no question. Um, but agree that they're yeah. Yep. 
Definitely, definitely gonna beat some good teams. Like, definitely gonna be oh. competitive. But winning Dude, forty-five yeah. games in the West, I mean, that's it's hard, especially yeah. for young teams. I mean, I think I think from that perspective, they'll probably be almost because I mean, Drew Holiday will. I think is is kind of a, a, a wonderful veteran to have. I mean, it might not be what he wants to be doing right now in his career. Um, but I do think just how he's played and like been with that franchise uh, for as long as he has, and like I think Alvin Gentry is like kind of a perfect coach for them too. Just of especially with some of the new like the the swarm swarm of Lakers guys they brought in. Like I think Alvin Gentry is going to be a nice like kind of snap to reality of like here's how to be a professional. Like whatever. Not to say that the, any of the guys weren't, but like just the circus that is the Lakers. I think yeah. if any of those dudes from the the they got back, like if Lonzo Ingram, any of those dudes are going to be legitimate pieces that actually fit the pedigree that we all still hold to them. Yeah, like, I think it, it, they're going to benefit from being in New Orleans, from just kind of removed from all of the circus stuff. Sure. I'm I'm not really an Ingram guy, but I'm a huge huge Damn Lonzo good. guy. Lonzo Ball. Him, and, oh, him yeah. and Zion is gonna be gonna be fun. Dude, I mean Lonzo Lonzo yeah. and and Drew Holiday backcourt wise, like I mean, they're, they're is gonna be a pretty sick just like defensive backcourt. <laughs> they might they might, dude. I mean, I yeah, I don't know if they will start Lonzo yeah, to be, but I'm saying there will be, there, I, that will definitely be a lineup, and that will be Lonzo, nice. I mean, I have spacing concerns if you're starting Reddick yeah. instead of Lonzo, if you're rolling out Ingram at the three, and Zion and Favors at the four and five. So For sure. That's what I'm saying is like I think oh my God, I think you need you kind of need Reddick at the quarter. two in those situations. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, outside of Ingram, like, what other wings can they really troll out there? Like, I'm. Yeah, so they yeah Josh Hart will be a, a great guy off the bench. For Josh them. Hart. I've always Kendrick liked Williams. Him. That's a deep cut for you guys. Yeah, they're, I mean they're going to be interesting to see. We should talk about the we should talk about the Warriors. Um, I'm go, super go high on them. I like we talked about continuity. I think that they're obviously are not going to have Clay until the All Star break, best case scenario. But they still got some serious weapons and are a serious weapon in getting D'Angelo Russell. How the hell they're going to make all of that work with him and Steph and defensively? A lot of questions there, but I still think that this is a team that like. I think the Nuggets are going to be the one seed. I still, I think the, I think the Warriors are going to be the two seed in the West. I still think they're going to be. I think that they are going to be really, really good. Whoa. I think we're going to see MVP Whoa. level Steph again. That's my take on them. That was hot. I don't know if we, <laughs> I don't know if we've had a hot take yet. Uh, super hot tonight. That, I, that I think they're going to be the two seed. I think that they second seed. They lost KD. They don't have Clay. They still have Steph and Draymond. Draymond got paid. They're gonna have a chip on their shoulder. I'm very happy Draymond got paid because I just didn't want to have to talk. If he had open market, there would there would have been. (laughs) I'm just glad he just. I'm convinced of that. 
the magic, the magic would have. Dude, I mean, sh- the Nuggets, bro. Like, shit. Millsap about to be out of here. I'm- Actually, even the Nuggets would have been kind of cool. Oh, so sick. So sick. Uh, yeah, two seeds just seems really high. I kind of see... I can see it go in the other direction where they barely make the playoffs. Um, just like after playing in the NBA Finals for four straight years, uh, was it five? Um, it was five. You know, long seasons to come out there again and like have a team that's not that good and go to war every night. Like they might just be tired. They might just like know what it takes to get to the top. And when they see they don't have it, I don't know. Maybe that's misreading those two stars. Yeah. I I think they'll be competitive, but I do kind of feel like it might be a sabbat. It's just like a sabbatical year for them with the clay, with getting clay back from the ACL and just everything. I mean, I think they'll be competitive, and I don't think they're gonna implode or take and nights off or anything like that. But I just I think it might their be like things are not good. Yeah. I almost feel like for the Warriors, it might be like refreshing and recharging. Just be like, yeah, "Yeah, we're good. We're gonna win games, but like, you know, I think in the playoffs they'll be fun. So it's kind of like, no, we don't want. We're not gonna let you beat us. Like, and they'll they'll win some games off that. But I mean, just to not have the pressure of like having to be the best team in the NBA, they'll probably like just kind of feel lighter and like just it'll be they'll just be more fun again. Win team. Good point. Did not have KD on it. And these guys are a little bit older. Are they going to be more tired? Yes. But I also think I they're a little bit deeper. They are. They were incredible. They're also way deeper. I just don't deeper. think they give a shit the last three years during the regular season. And I think that they are going to give a shit. And I think they're going to. I think they're going to be really good. That's. I mean, that's just. I think it's just a oh. matter of them going into the season, being a little pissed off about all this. I can stuff. see that. I feel like they. Two, two seed will still be tough, but I mean, I can definitely see it going the way that you think. I think they have to give a shit if they want to have the two seed, but I think they could have a nice, fun season and be the five sure. seed in the West, and that would serve them all well as well. I mean, if even if they are the seven seed and like Steph draws like the <laughs> Nuggets or the Jazz in round one, that he's going to be like, okay. Let's oh, go. yeah. Then they're going to try to up the. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're going to try to upset the shit out of someone for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. They'll be fun. I mean, I think D'Angelo, one thing that went under the radar I wanted to bring up, um, I, I guess we were going to maybe talk about Russell, but it because I think NBA Twitter and, like, people in general aren't, like, super high on D'Angelo, but, like, the fact that the Warriors were able to finesse, like, a young player that's good, that's definitely an yeah. asset on that contract, like, that sucks. <laughs> like, how did we let this happen? It kind of went without much press. Like, yeah, I mean, they got it. I was that, very, very. That's we, huge. For us three were talking. They were hard. Yeah. And I was very. You know? There were many hints towards D'Angelo Russell coming to Minnesota, so I was very tapped, very tapped into that. Oh, we're gonna, we'll get to that. Yeah, I mean, well, let's just get into you it. You still now. might. We, we got some predictions we want to talk about. One of the questions that PJ threw out there was: Is D'Angelo Russell gonna get traded? And I think unequivocally he is going to get traded. I think this was just a smart, savvy move by the Warriors that, like, who gives a shit about positions? This is a max point guard. Let's get him on the roster and we'll find a spot for him. Well, and I think D'Angelo served two points. It was one, oh, this is a young asset, like Deuce just said. 
we get something of value back for losing KD. But two, it's like, yeah, we're not going to have Clay for the first four or five months of the season. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a guy that was on the Eastern Conference All Star team last year to replace him just to fill that gap. And we can't trade him, to, you know, well, before like December fifteenth or whatever. Anyway, so Draymond, like before, it was your two. Cre- you had three creators with KD, obviously, but previous to that, it was like you kind of had to have Stafford Draymond on the court to make stuff go. D'Angelo Russell, I mean, he's played off two years ago. He played off the bench in a ton. Um, and he is used to playing with the second unit and putting up points. But where I was going was that I think there's no question that he's going to get traded. I There are a limited amount of trade partners out there because point guards are not – most teams have a starting point guard on their team. Do you know who does not have a long-term starting point guard on their team? The Minnesota Timberwolves. Do you know who – Minnesota Timberwolves may have that could be helpful on a roster like the Warriors, Robert Covington. And that's a guy that's that you can easily fit with other pieces to make the salaries work. They can provide a first rounder because the Warriors need cheap contracts on their team because they're ma- you know, they're not maxing out everybody, but between max contracts between Steph and Clay plus Draymond's, they have essentially no cap room. So if you have a $10 million great 3 and D guy in Robert Covington, is that not the exact type of guy you want? Plus a first rounder and some other assets? Like, it just makes too much sense to me. Like, I feel like that is is going to happen. I can see it. I mean, I could see them waiting until the trade deadline time to like let D'Angelo kind of carry you through the clay, uh, the lack of clay. But mm-hmm. when it first happened, I was like, oh, D'Angelo doesn't really fit. But it's like, honestly, I see it fitting fine. You know, I mean, Steph's a genius on and off ball, so I think I think it works. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see them trading trading D'Angelo if, if the right offer is on the table. Covington definitely a, a nice fit. Not sure. No, I'm saying that's he, like you you know, he's not enough value straight up. You use him as a basis up, plus expiring. You know, a first round pick or, so, or, so, or two. But if yeah, yeah. If you gave him like Gord, if you gave him Gorgie Dang and, and Covington no, I, like. I don't think that's what I. That's, I mean, they no, Warriors should probably use Dang. Like, <laughs> honestly, he's probably better than like first. most baits. <laughs> oh, that's offensive. That's a, that's. Why would you want to? I mean, yeah, I guess. Dang has two I mean, but years, if I'm the Warriors, I might try to get seventeen million dollars. That is, yeah, it he's is one of the worst contracts in the league. <laughs> Brutal. Shouts to Tibbs. <laughs> Brutal. Shout out yeah. Louisville, though. Yeah. National champion. I mean, I mean, they, they could use it, though. I mean, they could use it. Like, just have like, Jeff T's expiring, yeah, though. I just don't know if, um, like, an expiring really helps the for, Warriors particularly. For D'Angelo. No, and, you know, if I'm, if I'm um, the Warriors front office, I'm going to the season, like, let's, let's see if this works. And if it's going great and meshing well together, then we're going to keep D'Angelo. And if it doesn't go well... We can find a, a partner. Um, I think, D, uh, in a nutshell, having D'Angelo Russell, like your ceiling is a little bit higher with him. 
it's just the fit is kind of weird and like you still like having yeah well that's the thing is that you you're now in a position they're gonna give up that you like have so many thousand teams points that have this season two guys that can really get after you in the playoffs that you need to have two solid defenders and clay and draymond two great defenders do you, given Clay's age and coming off an ACL surgery, are you going to rely on him to be your best defender in the playoffs? Maybe, but like, would it be helpful to have another really great three and D guy that you could throw Not on next Paul year. George or Kawhi or LeBron or Anthony Davis? Yes, and that's where, that's where I think D'Angelo having D'Angelo Russell and Steph no. and Clay yeah. on the court at the same time is going to be somewhat problematic, and that's why I think they're going to trade him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't get like I think the Warriors as a unit are just gonna go through this season kinda what LeBron went through last season of like people are gonna talk hella funky about the the Warriors this year and like I just I don't think you know, whatever they do this year, I would just say get right for next season. Like figure some stuff out, transition through this, like yeah, make sure Clay is good, but Anyone in the NBA that wants to talk spicy about the Warriors this season, like, good for you. They're going to remember it. And then, like, the next year, like, they're coming back for everyone. Like, I think they will be – this this it will be the transition year. And come time, if we did this pod this time next year, like, we'll be like, oh, fuck. The Warriors are fucking good again. Like, ah, oh, shit. Like, that was fun the one year we didn't have to worry about the Warriors. PJ, you came up with a lot of these predictions. I'm going to let you rattle through. So. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, you want me to? You want me to? You want well, me to fire them off for you? I'll, I'll reserve. You just didn't want to see the next one. I I see. I, I see. I see. We'll start with the one we had. Deuce on to be Rudos not to ask him this. Deuce is Jokic winning MVP? Uh, no, he's not. He's not. <sighs> he's not. Uh, it's a smart bet because I think it's a real smart. Bet. I think if the Nuggets run away with the one seed, that's the one uh, kind of situation where it's definitely in play. Uh, the issue with Jokic is he doesn't care about stats. Still, still finish with pretty um, good stats. Can we make him? <laughs> I wish. I mean, like not for a guy that doesn't care about stats he puts up a lot of good ones exactly it's the game is very easy for him um but no he he just doesn't care about scoring like it's it's hard to see him averaging uh more than 22 points a game i mean if he got he could average 25 but he just he doesn't care he doesn't want to if the nuggets are up 15 on someone like he doesn't want to shoot if the other guys on the team are rolling. He's happy to, you know, feed them. Um, you know, as opposed to, like, James Harden the other day had another quote where he met, referenced his 30-point streak. Um, yeah. Specifically, I remember, like, eight games into that, it was complete garbage time, and he was throwing up three-pointers against the Nuggets when his team was down 20. Um, so there are guys in the NBA like James where the MVP is their, you know, championship. Um for financial but, reasons, yeah, and, too. I mean, there's you know, financial benefits for James Jokic, to do that. Jokic uh, simply doesn't care. Um, so I just think, do you guys think he could? If the Nuggets could be the two seed and he could win the MVP? I don't think so. Just because oh, no, I no, think no. 
a best case stat line for him is probably something like 23, 10, and 11, and like 9. I mean, something along those lines, which, yeah. which I think you got to run away with the one seed to have yeah. a stat line like that and win MVP, you know, which no. isn't an, an insane stat line, but like Giannis put up what, 29, 13, and yeah, seven, he was seven or something. My or 20, he was, 27. Yeah, he was somewhere, but yeah. But I think, no, he's essentially would get, like, I think his best case for, if you think the Nuggets are a one seed, I could have the best record in the West. Like, there's a good argument to make that Jokic wins MVP, and it's, like, pretty much just followed the trend of, like, the Bucks and with Giannis last year. It's just, like, so here's, here's kind that's, of his, that's 100% how his candidacy happens, though. Right. Jokic, Agreed. like, I've already made my, my take on the Nuggets and where they're going to fall in the Western Conference. Jokic, I think his case for MVP and why I think he's a good bet. I don't I like if you were to say like life on the line, who you think you're gonna win MVP, I would not say Jokic is gonna win MVP. But he only played just a hair over thirty one minutes a game last year. And he still averaged twenty like twenty eleven and seven. So if his minutes taken up take a little bit, if they because, which I think is plausible because despite I, I, the fact I think their record's going to be great at the end of the year, their competition is certainly no is not worse. They are going to be in a lot of tough games in the West, which may require him to play more minutes. Do I think that there's a world that he averages 25, 12, and 8, and they win 58 games? Yeah, and I think if that happens, he could win MVP. Yeah, I think that that is. I think that's. I think that's in Those the ballpark. I think MVP it's numbers. in the realm of possibility. Uh, Jokic, it, it, it's a really interesting guy to talk about because it was not. We're not that far removed from him battling minutes with Nurkic on that team, and now all of a sudden it's he's a first team All NBA guy, and and an MVP candidate. So like. We're just we're we're scratching we're scratching the surface like Almost very just unknown territory, but Giannis did not play a ton of minutes last year per game because the Bucks kicked the shit out of everybody and um, the Nuggets if they're in tougher games do I think that he could play thirty five minutes a game and do I think that his numbers get to have an uptick and he has a run for MVP mm-hmm. yeah I could totally see it yeah. I think that's a good point. I think my only concern with the minutes is coming off FIBA World Cup and the you know the playoffs. I think they will. I think they're going to ease him in a little bit. Um, and the roster is by far the deepest roster in the NBA. Uh, it's not close. Um, so they have the depth to kind of give Jokic a break a little bit. So I, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, but... Yeah, if he got his minutes up, he's. I mean, he puts up insane numbers just with, you know. Um, but I, I do think the key is the one seed. Um, but I think the one, I think the Nuggets have a pretty good chance at running away yeah. with the one seed. I really – I their they upside is a lot higher than people give them credit for. Um, you know, we'll see. But, like, if things fall into place, I could see them winning 60 games. I really could. Yeah, they have the advantage of having that their like their their continuity pieces there was their best kind of sort of acquisition from last year is just being the 
one top team from the West that didn't have anything change and were like successful and like the fact that they are young and just they just need to improve internally is and just be able to play better together and just mm-hmm. you know all of the things that they needed to control is was already in their building and they could just start working on it from Jump Street. They didn't need to wonder about who's going and who fits with who and and piecing things together like it was just all in the building and like cool let's mm-hmm. see if michael porter jr is anything this year but it's all like kind of additions and surprises and and but there's no yeah. real need for them to like the, the figure only, it out the only thing that's scary or like i mean obviously there's some there's some obviously downside things that can happen but um I mean, the scary thing for the Nuggets is just too many players that need minutes. Yeah, really. That's that's right. kind of the like, okay, does the team get so stale? That's the, that's does the team get annoyed with each other? Are there too many guys? That's like that's the downside. Um, yeah. So if that's your issue, that's hopefully a good thing. I, they always I, they always have injuries. So yeah. Well, yeah. So I mean, it's for the regular season, like they shouldn't have any downs, like down periods, just because of that depth. Mm-hmm. And I mean, too, for like Jokic, if yeah, I think Jokic's best two like at things they'll have going for him for this MVP uh, consideration is yeah, he just gets that team to have the best record in the West, and I think the NBA writers will do the rest for him. The, the, yeah, <laughs> good point. Like, I mean, people and tw- people like on NBA Twitter might not all like. There will be tons of Jokic jokes this year. I can't wait to see you just get triggered by every you know fifth or sixth one you see deuce um but your, your nba writers will be your best friend um i'm trying to, you, i'm trying to let all that stuff wash over me bro there will be one or two that just hits a little too sensitive i know it, it's gonna happen yeah like zach, when's their first turner yeah, game like zach, that will be the night all of zach harper's articles writing uh, giving Jokic props i'm just like dude i've been listening to you on podcast for four years yeah. let me see your face i want to fight you <laughs> Someone's gonna make a joke about Jokic having like love handles, and and we're giving like, this guy the MVP or something. Uh, no, I love that, dude. My big doughy boy. <laughs> I'm I, I'm proud of myself that I we made am, it an hour and a half before I, I really impressed. really yeah. got dove yeah, into Jokic. I'm so that I, we got you. Know. We slow rolled you. Yeah, you. I feel like every time you've come on, we just only talk about Nuggets. So we want to spice it up and just make you yeah. talk about everything but the Nuggets until the end. Yeah, I mean, you know, just the quick Nugget, quick Nuggets minute. I think, uh, you know, keep an eye on Jokic. I hope he's not too tired coming off a full year of basketball. Um, otherwise, it's just kind of rolling forward. the The real thing is, I need uh, Jamal Murray to yeah make me feel right about him. The only thing I'll say is like, if Jamal comes out and looks like incrementally better you know it's like they're still not a title contender um if jamal makes a leap to like he's in the all-star conversation then (laughs) yeah i can talk about the nuggets maybe being in the mix for winning a title this season yeah for the third straight year i'll say oh this is the jamal murray year i can feel it (laughs) so he's only he just this is jamal murray he just turned 22 just turned 22 no it's crazy and i can still say it it's fun second being what need like what do you see happening differently when the Nuggets are in the playoffs this upcoming season? Because Jokic, unbelievable. Like, we're talking about stats that he could put up in the regular season. Stats that 
he put up in the seven games against the Spurs and the Trailblazers last year were unbelievable. It was really the rest of the team that failed to step up. So what do you see happening differently? Yeah, so quick on the Jamal Murray thing, I definitely was a little Yeah, I was at like 11 o'clock. I was like about to go to bed. About to like, oh, Danny Russell going to the Warriors. Neither is Jamal Murray. A year in advance. A year in advance, yeah. Reflecting on it, I think the Nuggets are honest with themselves. They could have created, you know, they're the best young team in the league. They have a top 10 player that just turned 24, and they still couldn't get a meeting with anyone uh, this this summer. They could have created max cap space. So I think they're just honest with themselves. Like, similar to the, the Philly situation, um, where you don't necessarily get to choose the guys that you hope become superstars. Um, so they had to, they essentially had to invest in Jamal Murray and the way that the Nuggets operate is they they show love to their guys and they invest in internal improvement and I think um, Jamal's intangibles since day one he's just been their guy um, he's he's total gym freak and they just they just love his intangibles so I think for them it was probably a pretty easy choice even though on the outside it was a little surprising so I'm completely fine with it um, he's definitely has not earned that con- he has not earned that contract and it's going to be hard for him uh, in a vacuum to play up to that level but compared to like how the Nuggets could use their money otherwise I think it's definitely probably the best way they can use that money so that, that might have been like a minute um, let's see Nuggets in the playoffs I think you kind of nailed it Ultras at the end of the day it was um, Jokic and they were kind of relying on Millsap to score buckets, and he just didn't have it. And Jamal Murray still was kind of game to game. Um, I really think it just comes down to Jamal taking a step forward, and then Gary Harris, who two seasons ago was a you know elite role player, very good player, um, and Will Barton. Those two guys weren't good in the playoffs, and like I think the hope is this season that those two guys are back to being healthy, and that makes the offense much more dangerous. So yeah. I think that's the a major thing with the Nuggets is Gary Harris is really good and he wasn't yeah. good last year. Was, and Will Barton is pretty good and he was horrible last year. So it's like if those two guys just get back to their prior year form, which I don't know if they're going to, um, if they do that, like, God, the Nuggets are good. Very, very good. So they're still they're still lacking an elite three that can D up Paul George, um, you know that's always yeah, going to be that's, that's always going to be an issue when you're talking playoffs. So I think that's that's the major roster hole. I'm kind of wondering if Jeremy Grant can close at the three, um, but he's he's essentially wild. a pure four. But like as a closing yeah. lineup where you just put him in the corner and run pick and roll with Jamal and Jokic, we'll see. So that, I feel like they need to take something on this te- that team and just like turn it into at the like the, I just I, I think the nuggets like I know you and I we've talked about it it just seems like every trade deadline every time it's just they kind of just hold on they don't really make the uncomfortable move but dude I have so you know, many sons we have like yeah. I have like 13 sons on the team and like they should move I mean like Wancho Hernan Gomez is an NBA player you know, like a yeah. decent rotation player, and he's probably not going to get minutes. So, 
Yeah, like Malik Beasley, yeah. are they going to pay him $18 million next summer? I doubt it. No. You know? Yeah. But, like, you gotta... well, the consolidation options, unfortunately, starting caliber threes that can play defense aren't really, like, up for sale. So, we'll see. Well, they, they might be Auto, come, come the deadline. Auto Porter? Oh, yeah, you want Auto Porter. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want the Bulls to be the Nuggets in the best-case scenario. Of this like iteration of this like sort of rebuild is probably like the most positive the last, like outcome they can be. The last thing I'll say, I don't want to spend like six intense minutes on the Nuggets or whatever, but like the Nuggets, the Nuggets deserve like ten more think pieces than they've gotten. Like literally, just the rebuild, just uh, it's just so freaking good, just so good, and it whatever. We're the real Sixers, dude. Like. Just, that's all. Well, the I mean, you, team. you do have to give the Nuggets credit for, like, essentially never, since the Mellow trade, like, never doing a full teardown. Like, they have built this thing and done this, and, like, it's, it's, a, it's like a Warriors light version in some ways of, of what they've been able to put together. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they haven't had a top three pick ever, like, Everything they've been they've formed together of this has been through yeah either robbing the bulls from trades and you know like they just had smart drafting and put together kept like the, kept a, the coach like I just mean trust um, the problem yeah. like they refuse to skip any steps like they but they haven't missed on like who what draft pick have they really missed on um yeah. so they drafted Moutier. Tyler Layton should not have been a first-round pick. The, the Donovan Mitchell pick. But was Tyler Layton like a, a bottom 20th? Or where was Tyler Layton? So, so we, uh, we... No, we traded uh, We traded the 13th That's pick. That's a bad move. Uh, back they and drafted. And picked up Trey Lyles and uh, uh, Tyler Layton. That was a rough, uh, that was a rough night. That was yeah, pretty objectively... Trey Lyles... Not a Trey Lyles can play in the NBA in in some ways. I yeah he he has he yeah. has a competitive slash mental too, but, side yeah. of things to work out because um, he yeah. he looked pretty okay. good his first year in Denver and last year was just a yeah mess. I feel bad that we had to wait that long yeah um anyways okay anyways I'll let you thanks for talking about these guys PJ. shout out. <laughs> Alright. Cool. Timberwolves time. We're just gonna get them all in there. Andrew Wiggins. If it's not gonna be if it's not gonna be Jamal Murray for most improved player. Yeah, for most improved Canadian, is it gonna be Andrew Wiggins? Dude, I'm so team. I'm just gonna let everyone know the preview of this, and the only reason I'm saying this is that I'm tripling down on my Andrew Wiggins. I'm gonna only watch Timberwolves games just to just text ultra every time Andrew Wiggins makes any good play on the basketball court. I'm believing in him. I want him to do good, if only just for the content purposes of making fun of ultra about it on this podcast. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, That's a very popular 
very popular. <laughs> oh, are you saying Chris Paul to the the Timberwolves for Andrew Wiggins? No, I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, it's just Andrew Wiggins has historically played. So he needs to be a Thunder, though, is what you're saying. <laughs> we need to get Andrew Wiggins on the Thunder. Get Bill Simmons on. By him. all means, let's yeah. make that happen, but not for Chris Paul. This is the crazy thing. So the people are like some. Are saying like, right, so not why not just get him in that Paul, building like, forever and just have him play against him every day in practice? Some other filler for Paul, and that would work. Oh. And that's insane. So people are going from okay, the Wiggins, Wiggins, Paul, Russ, or excuse me, Wiggins, Paul, or Chris, Paul, John Wall contracts are regarded as like some of the worst <laughs> in the NBA, and you're saying, all right. Timberwolves, go get Chris Paul and then have two of the top five worst contracts in the NBA on the same roster. That's crazy. Like you're very close to to having some cap room in a year. Uh, you'll have max cap space in two. Just be patient. If you can trade Wiggins, trade him. I think that they had trade partners lined up for him this offseason. It just never ended up happening because they didn't have the free agents ready to go. I think that was the the problem. The Batum for Wiggins is very, you know, that's an option as well. That helps, yeah, that helps Timberwolves a little bit. You get he's gonna end up Wiggins is gonna somehow end up like Charlotte. Charlotte. I feel like it does make sense. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't hate that trade. Um, Ooh, he's gonna have some extra Aneo and pull the trigger on that. I'm sure, but. Michael Jordan's waiting to trade for Andrew Wiggins. That's all I can say. No, at some point you are who you are. Andrew Wiggins is not. <laughs> nothing. Cool nothing. Nothing. Michael Jordan loves more than a known college basketball, like a, a big his, his name that was that terrible. played college basketball. Um, he showed some flashes two years ago, and yeah. had a good season, and has yet to show it in his other three years in the league. He will not win Comeback Player of the Year. This is the year. Or most improved. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Or most improved. <laughs> Ultra, if me and you, like, just switched, like, you were me and I were you, but, like, I was a T-Woz fan, like, my whole life would be parading that Cat is underrated. On Twitter, like I like he, I would just be banging second the drum half, that he does not get the respect cap. he deserves. I think this season he's not going to get see, it from me. We might we might see a big cab renaissance. Oh, so yeah, whenever the Timberwolves are officially eliminated from the playoffs, Cat's going to put up those big numbers. <laughs> second half, Cat's my yeah, dude. I'll. I'll agree with you, dude. Second half cat does not no, get the so credit he deserves here, for putting up numbers. I'll speak for PJ. And, like, when you go through what the Nuggets have done, you're just a huge believer in, like, you know, having a system and a culture. And last year, for obvious reasons, the T-Wolves system and culture got tanked. Yeah. And I think this season, like, they're not going to be that good. But, like, they're going through cat. I think Cat's soft of the time, and he's gonna go absolutely insane. His numbers are are freaking crazy. 
But I never know Carl Anthony Towns is on the court doing those numbers. I see him after, it's and when I have him on fantasy, it's sick. Like it's nice to see those numbers every morning after the Timberwolves <laughs> play. Uh, when it comes to actually watching the game, am I ever like, oh, Carl Anthony Towns is I the best totally player on the basketball court? No. The idea that, like, like say what you wanted to do about Demarcus Cousins when he was on the Kings. Like I knew Demarcus Cousins was the best player on that team. And he was the best player on the court. Like at any point, they weren't winning games either. But like I knew that. Does he? Are there no games during the regular season where the dude is like competing and having big games against good quality competition? No, like I think that that's not necessarily a fair. Every uh, they play eighty two, right? That I come back to <laughs> is that he got outplayed by Clint Capella in the one playoff series he's ever been in. So that is just like this haunting thing in my mind that like is maybe. You know, the Jimmy Butler era for the Timberwolves did not go great. <laughs> so that um, maybe things would have played out differently had he not got hurt and they would have gotten the four seed and they win a playoff series as opposed to losing in five to Houston and then Jimmy forcing his way out immediately the following yeah. season. But that never worked. Cat um, falls in that yeah. the new the new wave of NBA, like generational talents like the Devin Bookers and D'Angelo Russells and whatever of the world, he's in that class. Um, he uh, he is he's one of the most fit. He's one of like probably a top five most of. He's one of the most. He's like a he's like a top five um, efficient. Top one of the top five most. Which I'm not really psyched about that class. I mean, he, he is a 50, 40, 80, 85 guy. He's every so much better year, than those other two guys. And his volume goes up. <laughs> yeah. The efficiency state is the same. Um, they seeing the offense work through him more will be interesting to see. Like, is he ever going to put up numbers like Jokic does when it comes to passing and assists? No. But could you see, Cat? putting up four or five assists by the end of the year and have some nights that he has seven or eight, Just, I could definitely see that. And if they can make that work, and the big thing to me is, like, get his three-point volume shooting up because he's just he's the best three-point shooter on the team. He's hit 40 or right around 40% threes every year. Um, I, like, I was a little skeptical about the Ryan Saunders signing. If nothing else, it should help with their offense and their spacing and hopefully – Andrew Wiggins and Carlton Town shot selection. We'll see what happens. Crazy. Yeah, there we'll 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 talk about this plenty. Yeah, we talked I mean, a bit earlier. Just get the ball in his hands quicker. More often, I, which I, I think they're a playoff team. I think they're going to be right there for the seven yeah. or eight seed. Let him facilitate. Um, not a sexy. Uh, I'll save my mean thoughts for the rest yeah. of the season. Like they they made <laughs> the playoffs the last year. The West is getting better going to next season, but you know they do have Lonnie Walker and Dejounte. I I think they're going to be right there. I like those two guys. I think that they're I think they're going to be right there for the eight seven eight seed. So uh, the real PJ little forecasting. I'm trying to look up my web page is reloading. I'm trying to look up the over under for them. 
feel like we gotta go. Yeah, there, yeah. There's zombies that you can't kill. Yeah, I'm I'm not brave enough to say they're not gonna make the playoffs. They're the eight right, seed in, in my prediction as of now. Probably. Well, it's I can't see it. It's <laughs> it's being too slow. Do you know what's my favorite uh, part if it's, about this? If it's, um, about this podcast so far, so we haven't talked about the yeah. We should yet. take it. So it feels good. if it's if it's anything uh, under fifty, fine take with, it. But uh, I haven't looked. I don't know what their over under is, but I'll have my firm <laughs> Spurs opinion on that at some point when we make those bets. I guess I just cool. Same. Fuck the Jazz. No, we all about the Jazz. I feel like Guys, Jazz are going to be fucking up both your team's shit all <laughs> year. I'm just glad the Bulls don't have to play in the West, because boy, would I not have to play the Jazz.